How can we say Christianity is the only way when we can't even agree amongst ourselves what that way is? With all the denominations and divisions in the church, how can Christians say that Christianity is the only way? So uh, here we are, back again to discuss um, what I think is a particularly tricky topic. Uh, but I think before we get into it, um, I just the, the team looks a little bit different this morning. Yes. Uh, Melanie, well, we don't look one, different. One half of Philemony isn't here. Melanie yes. isn't here. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, mm, mm. unfortunately, Melanie isn't with us. But we do have representing the the ladies. Yes, uh, Felony on my left today, which is great. Thank you. How Thank are you? you? I'm perfect. And she That's counts great. for yes, like three ladies. Yes, so, she is not because so, she's yeah. fat, because <laughs> she's awesome. In a good way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes in a good way. That's. Um, <laughs> Just needed to clarify that. Oh. Thank you, <laughs> Fel. That almost got me in trouble. It's, it's uh, great, great to, to be yeah, here. yeah. It's great to have you back in studio. Thank you, thank you, Danny Chan. Everything, thanks, man. Everything good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Great. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> like emojis. I, just I heard. I'll drop that in there's there, one. There's one in particular. What? Yes. What is the story behind that? It's the. It's a little subtle with the three fingers up. That, we'll that, okay. have to put that, that in the okay. description. Yeah, we'll put that in the description. Yeah. description. Yeah. And that'll be for you. So every time you look at this episode, there'll be a great <laughs> big... Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there that I do not like that emoji. Okay. So anybody who's out there listening to us in podcast land, if you're going to send a message to Felony directly, please do not use the okay emoji. Yes. A thumbs up is even fine. But just not that okay. I feel like I know you so much better now. Mm. Uh, there is <laughs> something very revealing about that little piece of information. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like a step into the dark, murky world of fell psyche. Yeah. You're getting there. You're getting fantastic. There. Mm. TJ, Bishop TJ, how's it going? Hello and welcome. Yes, thanks. Bob. I was thinking we should all have a little song play when you know what, like what they do when the boxes, the boxes. walk in. Yes. So oh, yes, every time you introduce like us, we that. should have like a song play. Or, yeah, you know. Um, what would yours okay. be? <laughs> I, that's a good question for for some bizarre reason. I thought all the single ladies, but I, I'm oh, not nice. sure. <laughs> oh, I'm not nice. sure that I can might see be that. I can see that. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. I think mm. we should all give that some thought like and, and song, come back yeah. with like, yeah. what would your yeah. walk-on song be? <laughs> um, mine's probably something from ABBA. If I'm honest, it'd probably yeah. be something from ABBA, but I don't know. From ABBA. Yeah. Wow. Dancing Queen. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Oh, no, yeah, no, that, no, that says sense. a lot more mm. yeah. than perhaps I want. And we have a new, um, some new talent in the studio with us today. Wow. Yeah, Gary, the sound guy, who's replacing Tootsie, who's not feeling so well. Yeah. Gary, good to have you here with us. Um, so the topic for today, this is, this is something that came in um, on the Facebook page, the facebook.com forward slash ask one. Ask one. How you dare are I really getting better by the week, How eh? dare I? Did you Whoa, not? What just happened? What just happened? What just happened? Jingle. I have no idea what, what came over me. Yeah, that was That instinctive. is not an excuse. I have no idea. I, may I apologize? You did that I'll, without even I'll thinking think yeah, about it. I'll just think about whether I'll accept that apology. I'll, I'll come back to you about that. So, bringing it back. 
Um, the topic for today was mm. something that came in on the uh, on our Facebook page. Mm. And this is one of those questions that just, uh, I think it's on everybody's mind. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. And I try to create an acronym to, to <laughs> make it a bit shorter, but it didn't work. But the, the question was, with all the denominations and divisions in the church, how can Christians say that Christianity is the only way? Which so is when I left school, I, I lived in this, for a while, I lived in this little town called Mossel Bay in South Africa, in the Western Cape province of South Africa. And it's a pretty small town. And there's literally, there are thousands of churches in that little town. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. Like there is a church on every corner yeah. and probably a few in houses. And, um, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, I get that question. I think people look at that and go, good grief. Um, you know, aren't you supposed to be one? Isn't there supposed to be a degree of unity? Why? Is there, why are there so many denominations, churches, groups, and what does that say about your faith? If you can't agree on stuff, what does it say about your faith? Oh, Christianity, yeah. Yeah, I, I, see, I see it from both angles. I think the fact that there is variety um, is a great thing within the Christian church. I think the problem comes in when, when churches split over... Is like essential doctrinal differences mm. um, where, you know, where, and then it starts getting hostile between, between them. But I think the fact that you've got, you know, for example, the AOG group versus the full gospel group mm. where theologically they're very similar. It's just different styles of doing church. And, and that I think speaks more to about how God created us. Like as individuals, we're different, different things appeal to us. So having one church that appeals to everybody, I don't know how feasible that is, but having variety that you can go to because you prefer the worship at this church or you prefer the way the message is delivered at that church, I think that's healthy. I was thinking, and I quite like what you said about variety, uh, Donny. Um, I was thinking of in my own mind about how to approach the question, and I wondered if someone is asking the question, then what would they have? the church be what should it look like so if it's wrong that there are all those many denominations what would the alternative be would it be for all christians everywhere to gather in one place which obviously is not practical uh, i'd be very curious to kind of talk about what it would look like if it weren't that mm. way mm. is it all supposed to be one denomination under one sort of global leader i mean what are mm. you know what would someone actually expect it to look like is that not more, um, is it the confusion I think starts where there is conflict amongst the different denominations mm. that takes away the fact that there's unity existing there. Yeah. Mm. So I think it's, I think that's what it is. It's more the conflict between the churches. Mm. Um, mm. and yeah. then when like a, when, when a, a specific de denomination would have like this number of traditions that they would follow. Mm. But whereas like a full gospel church, for example, would do nothing of that sort. Yeah. Mm. Well, for me, I mean, I've, you know, there are all these kind of pop psych um, phrases that we like to throw around, but maybe one that actually does make sense to me in the context of this conversation is um, unity does not mean uniformity. So, yeah. The whole idea mm. that uh, just because people do things differently does not necessarily imply 
that they are not united. I think your point, Donny, is mm. probably, and yours too, Felony, I think about conflict. Maybe where there's conflict, yeah. that's where the real problem lies. But yeah. Surely the expectation is for you know for us not to be we shouldn't really believe or buy into the idea that because we're not all uniform, therefore we are not united. Yes, and I, and I do think it's a bit of a misconception. Um, mm. Maybe standing on the outside of church, you go, well, the reason why there are so many denominations or church groups is because of conflict, and yeah. that's that's not always the case. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's not conflict. I think. As long as you have people gathering in various places, you know, different people um, grouped together, um, those people will form communities of the faithful, right? So Christians will band together and they will start churches, which is great, right? That's mm. what we what we want. We want people to be together as one. But those churches will look different because mm. People are different, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's I always think about the the fast food analogy. So, hamburgers, you know, you can get many different kinds of hamburgers, and people yeah. do them different ways. And some like a a char grilled patty, and mm. you know, some like McDonald's, mm. and some like Burger King for various reasons. That's not to say that there's that any of those brands uh, like deny. The hamburger, uh, yeah. a hamburger yeah, is yeah. a hamburger. It's just done in different ways. Yeah. And I think ultimately we need to recognize and acknowledge that what binds us together mm. is faith in Jesus. Yeah, That's the mark of the church is, mm. uh, is you know, being united by their love for Jesus. Mm. Um, they're, uh, you know, sticking to a biblical um, view of life and living that out. That's what the church is about, and 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 there will always be, be mm. differences. Mm. If uh, if anything, I think the fact that there are so many different denominations tells me something about about how Christianity applies to so many different situations and mm. to so many different kinds of people. And 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 you have people on on one side of the spectrum who value and appreciate. Um, tradition and maybe even ritual because they see that as a, a rich reminder mm. of the thing that that ritual mm. points to. Yeah. And then you have other people mm. who, who don't appreciate that kind of thing, thing. Who's about, who's not about that. Who's, yeah. who's about a more practical approach, a more, uh, you know, maybe even pragmatic <coughs> approach to the, to their faith. So that's great. I think. Mm. That, I think it's very healthy. Mm. Um, so, Summing up what you said, Christianity is on a spectrum, unlike gender, for example. <laughs> I, anyway, see what you, um, I see what you did there. <laughs> that's, that's an aside. Um, but where unity commands a blessing, that's what the Bible tells us. Where, where the church is unified, God blesses that. And so I, I do see that the, the, how the, the fact that they're, um, how different ways of doing church can lead to division. If the enemy sees um, that if the way that he uses the differences amongst people to create a wedge that separates us, um, that's where it starts becoming a problem. And, and probably when we, the, the first, like the, the, where that all kind of started was the reformation mm. kind of where you had the church the mother church, and then you had the reformers and they broke away. And that's, and that's a hostile 
aggressive, deadly conflict that grew in in the church. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what we're talking about is good and healthy, but when it stops being good and healthy, that's where mm. it becomes a problem. And I would agree with the people that ask that question mm. in that situation. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and what we're trying to do here is not to deny that there has been, um, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? Disagreements um, within the church about yeah. some pretty major issues. Mm. I don't think that's all we're trying to do, to deny. Um, but I do think you, you get on very dangerous grounds when you say, well, there's disagreement, therefore the, the underlying foundation is wrong. Mm. And that is not always the case. I mean, think about it. Think about the New Testament. Think about even a, an, a basic issue like um, communion, right? Mm. When you read through the New Testament, there's no clear uh, pointer as to how often you're supposed to do communion, right? Some of the churches, you know, did it, you know, when they got together, they did it. Mm. Others did it less often. Uh, it's almost like uh, the Bible on purpose really doesn't say anything about that and allows us to to appropriate that and make it our own and do it in a way that that fits in with our, I don't know, I don't want to go too relativistic here, but, you know, mm. it, it, the Bible isn't clear about that. So as you look at Christian uh, Christianity and Christian t tradition, you will find different traditions around that, about around the communion, around how you celebrate it, how often you celebrate it, and all that stuff. And that's, that's fine. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I do want to, if I may come in and sort of, uh, slightly shift gears, as it were, and just talk, I think for me, just out of what I've heard us discuss so far, two things come out, come or rather emerge as very important. There's the importance of, I think, leadership, uh, leadership within the context of churches. I think how pastors and various other church leaders and elders, the kind of message that they are transmitting to their followers is very important about other churches. I grew up in a church, and I mean, I love the church I grew up in, but one of the things I remember very clearly, um, and I don't think the intentions behind it were bad, but in the context of a discussion like this, it's sort of revealing, but one of the, the kind of the, 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 the rallying calls at our church was that we are right, you know, and that was we are right in the context of we versus the church down the street. Again, I don't think wow. the intention <laughs> was necessarily bad. Possibly it was just, uh, to use business language, it was a brand building mm. kind of you know exercise. But that can be problematic if the leader then doesn't stand up and say, what I mean by that is ABC. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying church X down the road is wrong and we are the only ones who have the true faith because that happens a lot. Uh, within the context of the church. But I think even more important than the role of a leader for me is the whole, the, the fact that we can't get away from Christians, just your everyday believer like you and me, opening the Bible and just reading it and <clears throat> not just taking what their pastor says, you know, as gospel, but taking what the Bible says as the first sort of, you know, point of um, understanding because what sometimes happens is, and I think, again, it doesn't necessarily happen because the leader or the pastor is 
has bad intentions. Malicious but or anything. Yeah, it's not yeah. malicious, but sometimes we bring our own biases and yeah. our own human experiences mm. onto the pulpit and mm. transmit them to our followers and it ends up creating divisions that never really were meant to be there. So that's kind of what... It, that, that, there's a real important role for the ordinary believer to play in making sure that that division doesn't mm. happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and if I can underscore what you said there, I think I also grew up, um, as I think most people who grew up in South Africa, which I think most of us are, mm. around this table grew up in South Africa, and we do come from a time where, in the past, where there's been a much clearer, much bigger division, or mm. divide between the various church groups. Yeah. Um, sometimes in a sometimes in a way that could border on malicious. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason for that um, is because people are often quite passionate yeah. about yeah. their interpretations of the Bible, yeah. um, their take on certain doctrines. And I, and I also don't necessarily think that that's always a bad thing. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> you know, but, but it's because people truly love Scripture and they... They see it as important mm. and they see it as something that has eternal significance. You know, these are not trivial matters. Mm. Mm. Um, so even in that division, in the past at least, mm. I think we're in a much better place now than we used to be. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys agree. But um, even in that division, sometimes behind that, there is a degree of, of good, even though the outcome is not always it's good. Not always yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember um, we spoke previously about the interpretation of Scripture, and I slightly disagree, like earlier when Leon said that um, the different... <laughs> Don't well, worry, Donnie I, I disagree Chang, with sorry. Leon all the time. Yeah, yeah Leon. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's it might sound yeah. like a good thing to have like so many different denominations. I don't think... I think that that more came out of the the fact that there has been disagreement with regards to the interpretation of scripture that created so many denominations. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I was going to ask that question. So at what point do those disagreements become, like at what point are we expected to disagree with another denomination where yeah. it's where it's now actually that church is is doctrinally they've mm. become they've sort of off the rails because there's there are some very active healthy growing churches that have a doctrinal belief uh for example take something like <laughs> replacement theology as an example now for some churches to replace Israel with a church is heresy where other churches, which are still very healthy and growing and 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 on on point with in with regards to everything else, they they just they can find a biblical reason as to why replacement theology makes sense. So where like on on how do we how do you gauge yeah. that? How yeah. how can you tell where it stops being well? This is how I like to do church versus I've created a cult. Well. Yeah. I've, I think uh, oh, we also we can stand on the on the shoulders of giants. And I think often when it comes to doctrine, um, you know, you have the three pillars of doctrine. One is 
is the Bible, one is um, spirit, you know, the work of the spirit in your heart, and then there's community, there's church. And so the church has, over 2,000 years, uh, come up with quite a few uh, formulations of, of, of the core doctrines of Christianity. And some people recite those in, in church on a regular yeah, basis, you know, thinking of the Apostles' Creed and the Athanasian Creed and things like that. And what they have in common typically is the belief that Jesus is the Son of God, died for our sin, who set us uh, um, you know, in a relationship with God again. Uh, those are the, the non-negotiables. I think when you refer to those basic creeds, Unfortunately, I don't have any of them to read out to you right now. But when you refer to those creeds and go, this is what uh, um, orthodox Christianity has looked like over the course of 2,000 years. If my view is significantly at variance with that, then I'm, uh, I'm, I see trouble. Mm. Mm. I think it could be more subtle than mm. that. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, those are kind of the the like yeah. Your view on replacement theology, um, you know, whether the church replaces Israel, that 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 does not place you within or without Orthodox Christianity. I don't think so. Yeah, and when when you're looking at it from sort of big picture, like you're you're talking about, um, where we can we can break Christianity down to its core elements, its core principles, yeah. and as long as you fall within that. But I think it is more subtle than that because yeah, just using replacement theology and, and I understand arguments from both sides of the fence, but those who um, oppose or have a problem with replacement theology, they're, you know, the Bible says, for example, that to curse Israel, if you curse Israel, you will be cursed. That That's a pretty heavy... Um, a fine to have to to pay if you've gotten that wrong. Now, if the church, because I know people who who belong to churches who who believe in replacement theology, who have a who are violently against what Israel stands for and the way Israel operates, mm. that is behavior within the church that biblically commands punishment from God. It's a it's a Maybe punishment is the wrong word, but there's a consequence to believing that, and it's a negative consequence. And I don't have a view on replacement theology, so please don't you know, quote me on this. I would say the typical response to that by most Christians who do take that view is just to say you are now reading a passage of Scripture that was meant within a, spe a specific context, and you are applying that to, to modern day – you know, mm. to an entirely different situation. Um, mm. So, so well, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say through that is that what you're talking about now is not a core doctrine of the church. It's not represented in, you won't find any um, references to replacement theology in any of the major creeds. Um, and the reason for that is just because it doesn't feature as a prominent, um, you know, make or break doctrine in church life. Mm. Um, yeah. And then it works the flip side as well, that those that do believe in replacement theology, that is the same thing where you're taking a, a verse yeah. out of no, the no, Bible. No, no, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I see what you mean. <clears throat> um, but that is a problem for me because if everything in the Bible can be interpreted that yeah. way, we've actually got nowhere to stand. 
We okay. cannot stand on, on, on anything because that can become the <laughs> argument for just for anything written in the Bible. No, I don't think so. I don't think the I don't think the redemptive work of Jesus Christ can be argued away by saying that, oh, it applied to to that, to those people back then. Um, no, but then uh, you see, for us who, who understand and know the Bible, that could be an argument. But for a non-believer, somebody who's perhaps listening to, yeah. to this conversation, if you can apply that to one thing in the Bible, you can apply to anything in the Bible. And, and I that's, think, that's I don't think you can say that because, because there are um, examples of passages in the Bible that clearly only are valid in a specific context um you can't apply um the command of god to israel to annihilate jericho uh, you can't apply that now to any other context to any other context yeah like it just doesn't work that way so then where is the line like what where for christian orthodoxy or like what, what makes you a Christian and what not? Yeah, to me, there's just there's a few there's churches that are that are accepted as mainstream and and they are and they're kind of accepted as healthy, you know, churches of of Jesus. They they Bible believing, but that term is is so loose nowadays. It's so open to it's so subjective. Mm. Um, that that it almost feels like if we have this list, like you talk about, um, there's the, the, the Christian fundamentals that we need to agree on. Mm. Everything else becomes kind of open to interpretation. That I, doesn't sit well with me yeah. because then we may as well throw the Bible away and just work off of that, a, a four-page document that breaks down Christianity into its key elements. And then everything else is just wide Yeah, open. and everything else is irrelevant. So if you want to raise your kids biblically by cor using corporal punishment, as the Bible instructs, um, versus you want to raise your kids in the hippie, you know, they're an arrow, let's shoot them out, out into the world. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question. <laughs> let me ask you this question. So you're standing at, in, uh, at the throne of judgment. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, Leon standing on one side and um, Gary, the sound guy, is standing on, on – uh, sorry, Donnie Chang is standing on one side. And Leon's and, on the other. Uh, <laughs> and Gary, the sound guy, is on the other. And Leon um, believed in corporal punish punishment <clears throat> and Gary, the sound guy, did not. To which of those two will God say? And but apart from that, they you know believed in Jesus. They they you know they lived the Christian life. To which of those two will God be saying, "Well done, my good and faithful servant"? I think there are rewards for getting things right. There there are different rewards in in store for for all of us, and I think that there are certain things that you can get right. Yeah. And there's certain things you can get wrong and you'll be rewarded accordingly. So you do acknowledge that you can get certain things right and certain yes. things wrong. Yes, absolutely. Oh. But I'm talking about where it has an immediate effect when we're dealing with the unsaved and people outside there who the people who are asking these questions. Yeah. So when I say that um, I believe in corporal punishment because the Bible says so, and somebody says, well, how can you take the word of a 2,000-year-old document and apply it to the 21st mm -hmm. century? I can't, if everything's relative, that I argue that's that case. 
I agree, but at the same time, you cannot you cannot walk into your your complex where you live and kill all the people, because that instruction in the Bible did happen within a specific context. Um, you cannot um, go and lie down on your side um, for a certain number of days and then lie on your side for a certain number of more days and because that instruction was given within a specific context. Um, but isn't yeah. that what he's, what he's trying to ask, is that how can certain things mm. be done yeah. within context and certain things not? What do you, what do, you do with um, what do you do with things that aren't necessarily, well, the, this isn't, well, that's actually a good, a good example. This is an instruction. What do you do with um, pedo baptism where one of the biggest denominations in South Africa, one of the biggest Christian mm. denominations mm. in South Africa, baptize um, children? And I don't know how I don't know where you are on that. I think you do not take that view. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that. I think baptism is a decision. But do you believe that church group to be um, a completely misguided bunch of non-Christians? Um, no, but I don't. Th I think it's it's that is a very good example because the the consequences of making somebody believe that because they were baptized as a child, that now they're Christian, when they never made that decision. It was a decision mm. made for them. Mm. That is dangerous because that person grows up believing that they're saved when they yes. may never have sure. made that decision. 100%, but that person's parents, that's what I'm asking. Do, that person needs to sort out his own stuff, right? I think but the parents are going to be, I think there's going to be... Would you consider them Christian? Not whether there's going to be consequences. Do you consider the parents Christian? Yes. I think the key thing that makes a person a Christian, yeah. which is faith, uh, salvation by grace through faith alone. Yes. That's kind of the, the basic, basic, basic thing that I would use as a, as a, as a, but I think as a measurement. That's what I'm trying to, like, that's what I'm trying to say. I think that's the, the core of Orthodox Christianity. That's the, the major, that's the golden thread that runs through Christian yeah, churches, the Christian denominations. Using that example as an example, they, if they, that was the church they grew up in, then you would have to plumb down into it and find out if that is the case. Because if they were also baptized as children and grew up believing they were saved because they were baptized as children, but sure. never made the, the accepting the, the grace of God mm. through faith, if they never accepted that, then no, they're not Christian. Um, and I just feel that a church that would promote that or promote that as acceptable runs the risk of, what does the Bible say? And again, this might be something taken completely out of context. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, but it's better for somebody to be thrown into a lake with a millstone around his neck than to lead one of his kids astray. Yeah. And I think a church like that runs the risk of doing that. So hate me or not, that's what I that's how I think in that particular example, that's what I think. Yeah, well, I think we've we've always mm. said that we have a variety of views around the table and Yeah, is there going to be yeah. not judging anyone anyway? I kind of am. Yeah, I know. You do that all the time. That's but okay. here's the thing is, so someone might be listening to this podcast now yeah. that is new to Christianity, and then just around this table alone, there's disagreement. So what does that person think about Christianity? 
So this, like, this is the second part to our topic today, is how can Christianity be the only way and the truth if there's two Christian people in this room? Well, more, more but between the both of you, mm. there is a disagreement. I would say mathematicians interpret the equations around gravity in many different ways. Like, and I think, what, six or seven major different ways, but none of them would deny gravity. And in the same way, we have different takes on these things, but none of us deny that Jesus is Lord mm. and that we live for him and that he's the one that saves us. I don't know. That's yeah. the easiest way for me to... Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I was actually going to use the, the evolutionist um, example because there are, I think, three or four major schools of thought around evolution. Some of them completely contradict each other, but none of those people would, would deny the fact that evolution is the explanation to the origin of everything. Um, so, but the cool thing is, is that we can talk about these things. Yeah. And if somebody is out there listening and, and you feel that, um, you know, we're, one of us is completely out of line or you have a thought around this or you just want to vent. Donnie Chang is out of line, by the way. I'm just saying that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, who was the guy who um, said that the sun was the center of the universe? I mean the 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 galaxy the the <laughs> whatever it was at the center of the universe. Yeah, that, Copernicus. Yeah, Copernicus. Also, not a very popular guy. Just saying, but he was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I am so sorry, Donny Chang, modern day Copernicus. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to say it, but thank you, thank you for putting it out there. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, right or wrong isn't a isn't a the issue of right or wrong isn't a democracy. Mm. Yeah, there's a, either right or there's wrong. Mm. Uh, for me, I think one of the, the more compelling arguments for understanding why there are so many churches is the often used scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians twelve twelve, which says the human body has many parts, mm. but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And I think it's you, Heinz, who said earlier on that. And, and it would have been really great to hear your your experiences, for example, of Madagascar, because you've traveled to Madagascar mm. and been to sort of church gatherings there, which I'm sure are so different from what you've experienced in oh, South yeah. Africa. But it's, you, you can see that what they're doing there is in line with what you are doing in your own context here. It's all about worshiping Christ, really, yeah. but doing it in a way that meets the needs of different communities at various levels. And, and I think for me, that's kind of the, the thing that comforts me, that we're all doing our own thing, but ultimately for the sake of Christ, or at least it should be for the sake of Christ, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. I love that mm. thought. Yeah. So it's context. Again, we get back to the issue of context. Yeah. It grates you, doesn't it? Yeah, it I really, I would love like this, this just one homogenous planet where everybody thinks the same, everybody looks the same, everybody eats where, the no, same. No, 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 you get, uh, clarify where everyone thinks like, like you, you. Yes. right? Yes. 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 That's what yes. he meant. Yes. 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 And I think that would be utopia. But that's such a good point, DJ. In any case, we, uh, yes, Madagascar, church, completely different, but... Jesus is central. That's mm. the, the mm. main thing. Mm. Um, I think in any, I'm just trying to like, I'm thinking of, of science and I'm thinking of all the various fields of 
um, learning and things like that, where in any field that's worth, in any area of any complexity, you will always have various interpretations, yeah. but without a denial of the underlying reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, uh, you know, people build different kind of houses. They have different architectural styles, um, different takes on what you do when you put one brick on another, but they're all building homes. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, you can think of a million Same examples principle. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah, we often cool. see mm. this. Mm. If there's great. any depth to an idea, if, if there's any nuance to an idea, you will find various interpretations, but that is not denying the underlying yeah. value of the of the idea. Yeah. Also. So I suppose that that taking everything that's that's being said into account, um, and the fact that that there is so much room for debate. Yeah. That having something like those those basic tenets that you spoke about, Heinz, is so important because that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you are a, a somebody who's considering the faith or a new Christian, that that would be the answer then would to this question, or at least an answer to the question would be: Does the church you're considering or the church you're talking about does it conform to those basics? Mm -hmm. And from yeah. that point, you can you can kind of take a look at, at all yeah. the other stuff yeah. built around it, and then make a decision as to whether that works for you or not. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. us, we as an organization. So this this podcast is recorded by Christian Vision, which is a global mm. uh, call it a missions organization, uh, and we have a statement of belief. And the reason we have a statement of belief is because we recognize that there are many different you know interpretations of this. But here are the key the core truth that yeah. we acknowledge that's and you know that's yeah. that's why we yeah. do that mm. it yeah. also allows for people from from different denominations to get together and work for the same goal yeah yeah, yeah it's very Which... valuable hmm. interesting i don't know i don't know i think if we haven't answered your question i at least hope that we've we've given you something to think about and we want to hear those thoughts so please Drop us a line on facebook.com forward slash ask one. I'm still struggling. Wow, with that. yeah, yeah. And TJ blocks his mouth so he doesn't take his. Yeah, yeah, to that's, take the That's thunder. Good, good strategy. Good yeah. strategy. Um, well, listen, guys, I we're out of time, unfortunately. This was a great topic. Mm. Um, and I feel like I've got lots to chew on. So, And I'm sure that anybody out there listening would also have lots to chew on. Um, but we're out of time. So thank you very much for coming. It's a pleasure. To the thank studio. You. I know you've all got very busy lives, and it's great to have you all in one place at one time. So thank you. Gary, you did a great job. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> um, Gary gave you the, the okay emoji. Yeah, the okay <laughs> sign. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> well, 